Let's do the thing. All right. Not that thing, though, Spikey. That's well, later. Well, that was not in the rules. Welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast, the place to be to build your empire as queen of your body, business, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com, and I'm an award-winning coach, Amazon best-selling author, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each week, I give you the systems, strategies, and success stories to help you master your mindset, communicate with ease, and triple your productivity so you make the income and the impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life, body, business, bank account, boys, and babies. Let's make it rain. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Princess and the Bee. I am so excited because this is a first in the history of the 20-something episodes that we have had on the podcast where our bee is a boy. I have a boy on the podcast. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Um, it is it is my amazing and ridiculously talented, now number one best-selling author, Mr. Spike Spencer. I could not not have him on this podcast, especially this week, because this is the week that not only did he become a number one bestseller in the free category on Amazon for his book, Food Game, that he released on Sunday, but he's also the love of my life. So like, I could not not have him on the podcast. Spike Spencer, for those of you who do not know him, is an internationally recognized award-winning voice actor and speaker and the number one world's master trainer on relationship sales dynamics, skyrocketing success in business and dating and relationships at the same time, up to 300%. He is an author, now best-selling author, certified NLP coach, and a certified bank trainer. In the business world, Spike brings insights from over 20 years in the real estate investment world. He has flipped, wholesaled, landlorded, and managed millions of dollars worth of single-family and multi-family apartments. Using the ClearConnect closed strategies of his relationship sales dynamics training, he helps entrepreneurs become more successful from the inside out. Spike was also featured in a Netflix docuseries called Being Dad by Chicken Soup for the Soul. And if you haven't seen it, it's amazing. I'm on it as well. Spike helps successful businessmen to become highly successful in their dating and relationships. Spike has written for Neil Strauss, Men's Health, Your Tango, Singles Warehouse UK as a dating expert, DatingAdvice.com, Carlos Zuma, and more. Through his fun dating and relationships website, DontKillYourDate.com, very good advice, Spike is helping guys become better men with humor, travel, and adventure and cooking and food, of course, as the medium. He is the author of now the number one, I feel like I'm going Oprah on this, the number one best-selling author of Food Game and Man's Ultimate Recipe for Dating Success that you can get today on Amazon. Spike Spencer. Hi, honey. Welcome to the program. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to be the first boy on the podcast. You're the first boy on oh the my podcast. God, so I'm cool. so excited. You're the first boy. I am. You are. I am your first boy boy in no in the podcast oh yes you're the first boy. <laughs> <laughs> ah there we go there we go i'm glad you got that well i'm proud and privileged to be here and proud and privileged to be your husband thanks ah shucks i got like you give me all the feels in this very confined space that we're in very <laughs> in confined our, in space. Our voiceover studio so i have to tell you this is like we are the law of requisite variety in action right now because we originally recorded this episode two days ago um doing it live in promotion for his book and when we did that i was editing the audio for the podcast and it was for some reason the worst audio i'd ever had with any guest in the history of the 20 something episodes now of the princess and the bee and i could not deliver to a voice actor a podcast that had crappy audio it just wasn't gonna happen I, it would be that's true that would be a travesty it would be a travesty so we decided to 
re-record and create even greater magic, I'm going to say. Probably so, yeah. I'm going to say, yeah. Because that was just, you got to go with the flow and you make it, you make it work. Right. And you set your intention and you do the thing. So, Spiky. Let's do the thing. Let's do the thing. All right. Not that thing, though, Spiky. That's for later. Well, that's video. (laughs) We are live streaming this as well. And so, Spiky, why don't you tell us all a bit about how Food Game came up for you? Okay. um, Well, Food Game has been a labor of love. Um, I wanted to write this a long time ago in another lifetime. Uh, when I was married to my previous wife. And I thought I had communication down. I thought I had things going really well. So um, I love to cook, and I was thinking, wow, this is such a great tool for dating. If guys knew this, if they knew how easy and simple and cheap it was to create a meal at home and have a woman come to their house uh, to date, it would be be so amazing. And uh, so I wanted to write the book, and um, things kind of fell apart uh, in my first marriage. And, kind of? Well, okay. They <laughs> fell apart in miraculous fashion. Um, divorce, bankruptcy, uh, all the bad stuff. I lost literally everything uh, in my life and had to start over from scratch. And uh, so I moved to LA. I knew four people. And always in the back of my head, I, I had this, I, I wanted to write a book. Um, and I thought, originally I was going to call it The Bachelor's Cookbook because I thought, wow, I had I had everything. I had the house, the wife, the, the dogs. The business. The, the business. Yeah. I had everything. And I was like, I want to share this success with other people. But what I didn't have, the part I didn't have was the communication. I thought I had the communication down. I was mistaken. So when I moved to L.A., I said, well, I'm going to have to fix this. I'm going to have to get better. And there I was, 35, single in a new town where I knew four people. And uh, I was struggling to be an actor, and it it wasn't going well. Uh, And you hadn't been single for 13 years. 13 years out, yeah. So my game was quite hampered. Uh, And my my psyche, my self-esteem was non-existent. And it was really rough. So um, what I did was, um, what I knew how to do was build. I knew how to build homes. I knew how to build my business. I knew how to build myself up. And I knew it was going to take some work. So I got to work. Um, and as most of you guys know, if, if you're working on something, there are challenges. Uh, if you're working on a house, uh, there are challenges. And you have to meet those challenges and get better and better and better and build on things. So what I did was... Uh, read every book I could, did every self-help thing. I read everything about dating, about relationships, about sex, about life, about improvement, and started putting that into practice in my own life. And I wanted to date. I wanted to get back out there. And I had no money in L.A. because I'd spent everything when I got here on acting classes and and you know those paid-to-play things. So I got down to nothing, and I was like, yeah, but I still want to date. I'm I'm still a... You know, I'm a good guy. Uh, I'm attractive, and I know how to cook. You are attractive. Thank you. <laughs> I'm pretty. Uh, so I knew how to cook, and I said, well, let me figure this out. So I started cooking, and uh, I had dates come over because that's all I could afford. And it worked because not just because of the food. It was because of who I was becoming. Um, and we'll talk about this in Kaizen in a minute, but that is the baseline of where food game came from because over the course of seven years – I improved myself. I, I dated a lot of women and amazing women. I mean, it was, it was great. And things got better. And then I met this sparkly thing. <laughs> she just rocked my world, and I ended up marrying her. He's pointing and at me if I'm you're pointing listening to the podcast. <laughs> yes. So I ended up marrying this amazingly sparkly thing, uh, which was kind of the culmination of you know, what Food Game is about, being the best you can be to attract the best woman for you in your life. But I think that, I mean, what makes Food Game different than any other type of dating book out there? Because there's tons of dating and personal development and personal uh, and self-improvement books out there. But Food Game has a very unique perspective on how to date that I think sets it apart from any other book that's ever been written in the history of mankind. Oh, well, do tell. What do you think it is? (laughs) I'm very curious where she's going with this. Well, I think, <laughs> I mean, I I personally think, yes, it's becoming the man who attracts women, and there have been many books written on that, but this is very specific in 
cooking for your dates and being able to do it so that you can do it on a first date, which a lot of women have a lot of built up rules around certain things that they will and will not do. Mm-hmm. And yet they will do it for the right man. Exactly. Like I had my rule prior to meeting you that I wouldn't go to a guy's house on a first date. Mm-hmm. And then I met you and then you wooed me with your cooking prowess and how tantalizing and delicious it sounded of everything that he was talking about cooking for me. And it was it was quite an intimate moment. I mean, you, you told me about what you would cook for me on the night that I met you. Mm-hmm. And I was I was surprised and he made it sound freaking delicious. And it tasted delicious when I when I got to your apartment. Uh, and I think that was the thing was I was surprised that I would go over to a guy's house on the first date. Uh, yes, I did have my safety call. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 15, 30 minutes in, gentlemen, you will get a safety call. Trust me. And I did. I did have my my dad on who, to text me and he texted me and I was like, yeah, everything's good. This guy's a good guy. And so we just had a lovely time and we talked until two in the morning. Yeah. It was a fantastic date. It was. It was really good. Gentlemen, be delicious. That's what I got. And to make you. the dishes that you're going to cook for your well, date it's all delicious. All around. Like, that I, is... Food game shows you how to be delicious. Yes, how about it that? does. Um, well, I think it's it's interesting because it is a combination of the trainings that you and I have gone through because it's not just, uh, hey, this is what I did. I cooked and women came over and you. No, there's all, there's all the self-improvement. I give actionable uh, training in this book because the, the tagline that I use is um, – if you want the woman of your dreams, you have to become the man of hers. Yes. And ooh, 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 say that again. Say <laughs> that again. That is so good. All right. If you want the woman of your dreams, you have to become the man of hers. And this yes. is where it speaks to why a woman would come to your place on a first date. Because most women will say, no, 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 I would never do that. And I've done this on stage, and Kim's seen this. I've done this in front of thousands of people. <laughs> And women will say that, undoubtedly, one woman, oh, no, no, I would not. I would never do that. I said, okay, would you do it for Robert Downey Jr.? Would you do it for... One of the Hemsworths. One of the Hemsworths. Both of the Hemsworths. Would you, <laughs> would you do it for Ryan Gosling? You know, I will get to somebody and they'll go, oh, yes, I would totally go over to his house for that. And I go, boom, gotcha, gotcha. Because, yes, every woman will go over to somebody's house for a first date if it's the right man. And this is what I teach you to become that man. So that is what food game is about. And it's not just about, because I've seen cookbooks, I've studied the cookbooks and it's like, oh, here's a cookbook. And it's like, here, cook this and the women will come into your house. And I've, I've read some of these cookbooks and they were so extravagant and so crazy. I'm like, this is nuts. You know, most guys that don't know how to cook, I'm like, hey guys, my recipes, five ingredients or less, put it in a pot, turn it on, go away. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Put if some you, wine in it. Yeah, you screw that up, man. You got deeper issues that we need to really dig into. Come to me for coaching. I mean, and honestly, even I can cook the recipes that are in the book, which is... which That is, is a... no small feat, people. <laughs> if you knew what this alchemist has done to my pans with nothing but water, it's amazing. I don't know. Water and blueberries. Water and bl- Oh, dear Lord. Still, that they're still in there. I don't... <laughs> It's amazing. I don't know how she does it. Anyway. I think that also is a very applicable uh, thing for for business because I know that one of the top things that many of my clients struggle with is with quote unquote lead generation. And that's kind of what dating is, is I see a lot on the interwebs and on the socials of people immediately suddenly it's like, here, buy my product or here, do this thing. And, and that's, I mean, if you were to put that into dating phrase, it's like, here, have sex with me. Yeah. Like it's, it's not necessarily. Hi, I'm Spike. Have sex with me. <laughs> no, don't. Only it's... I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> that's right. right. <laughs> not saying that hasn't worked in the past, but that's <laughs> just saying. I mean, I'm sure I'm sometimes that that technique in the business world, not saying have sex with you. I'm using, we're using this obviously as a metaphor. Do business with me. (laughs) Do business with me. Here, buy my product. Here, buy my service. Here, buy my whatever. 
it has worked for some, but mostly it's a, game. it's a numbers game. And it does also come down to building that know, like, and trust factor in the relationship of business. The same is true for the relationships of dating. I mean, the know, like, and trust factor, it doesn't have to take years. It doesn't have to take as much time as sometimes we think it is. Like Spike built up his know, like, and trust factor within the span of six six hours that we spent talking that yeah, night much. at the networking event. Yeah. yeah, it was just about six hours of, of us communicating and talking. And we were being and, our authentic selves. And being our authentic selves. And I think that that really is a key point is showing up wholly and unapologetically as who you are. Because so often we send our representatives into our relationships. I know I've done it in the past. And we, we I used to be an expert at it of sending my representative of what I thought the man that I was with would want. And so I would hide parts of myself. So maybe I would hide the really goofy side or I would hide the side that likes to wear high heels and look sexy on a regular basis. Like I've, I'm wearing heels right now inside of this Me like, too. Studio. And that's, I think, <laughs> what keeps us close. You know, no. I, it just hit me. I thought of a great uh, comparison or uh, analogy. Um, when we go to a date, we send our wedding selves. Mm. Because when you go to a wedding, you're all spruced up. Everybody's on their best behavior. But by the end of the night, you know, shirts half off and ties around your head. You become who you really are, nutty. And then it's just kind of crazy. And it's like that's we always go in with our first selves. But we always mm-hmm. end up with our last selves. And that's the one we went in pretty much with our last selves. It's like, hey, my tie's off and whatever. Hey, this is me, baby. How you like me? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm like I, I like you. And it, it was really like how I man. I do believe I manifested you within the span of two hours. Because I prayed this prayer as I was driving to this networking event. And I was like, okay, God, I am so done with showing up inauthentically as like and only having parts of myself show up for this for relationships and I wasn't even looking for a relationship I said all I want I was so dead set on making this decision I said all I want is to be my authentic self I just want to be authentic and I want to travel and two hours later I met this man and what happens once you make that decision and you make that sort of declaration to the universe is you do have to take action on it that's what the law of attraction is is you you have to it's action is in a direction. You have to take the action. And so had I said that, and yet had I met Spike and been like, oh, well, I think he's, he really likes 80s music. So I'm not going to say my opinions about 80s music. And he really wants, he, he went through this like horrible divorce. So I'm not going to share about my past marriage and that failure. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to make I I want him to think I'm like perfect and pristine and have no mess and whatever. And I have stuff in my past that I'm ashamed of. I have stuff in my past that, that I was not proud of back then. And I showed up as my authentic self. And I told Spike some of, some of my past of, of running off and getting married when I was 22 or 23 and, you know, things that I was not proud of doing of, of, like my history with bulimia and lying and things like that. And and I was so upfront and honest with him. And I was being my authentic self. And that actually attracted you more. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the crap I've seen in my life, I was like, <laughs> amateur. So it's like, all right, that's great. That's not a big deal. We can work with that. Um, I think it's, it's interesting because being honest, it, it takes a lot of knowledge of self to be able to do that. Like we're trained and we constantly learn more things about ourselves in our trainings. Like we've got more trainings coming up and we're like, we're going to learn more about ourselves as well. And our arguments are fascinating. Our arguments are just <laughs> nutty. Um, but the thing is, when you, when people talk about honesty, I think a lot of people are not honest with themselves. Yes. Because of the ego. Yes. Because I knew where I was. I wasn't afraid to say, you know, I'm messed up. I had issues. I had problems. And I, I would state that. When you state that, that gives you some power over it because you go, okay, this is a fact. All right, what do we do with that fact? Let's fix it. Let's make something happen. If you keep saying, oh, no, there's no pit bull in the closet, and then somebody opens the closet and the pit bull gets them, you know, that's not how it's going to work. 
You know the pit bulls in the closet. You deal with the pit bull in the closet. And that's the thing. It's it's being self-aware enough to be able to own it honestly and strong. I think that's a key to confidence because a confident person is not just one that doesn't have any issues. A confident one proudly states those issues and say, hey, you know what? This is my issue. It may not be the best thing, but I am working on that Mm -hmm. and I am going to fix that. I am in the process of doing that right now. And that, I think, is the key because we are always in the process. We should be in the process. Gentlemen, that's something I talk about. Kaizen, always be improving yourself. Because there always is something to improve. There is always another level. And it's what the big thing is, it's not about searching for those flaws or those limiting beliefs or those things because you're going to find what you're looking for. And when you do that, you'll always continue searching for those flaws and limiting beliefs. What instead it is, it's about trusting that you are self-aware enough that when you encounter a block or a limiting belief that comes up, that you will be self-aware enough to recognize it for what it is and you'll be able to deal with it then. It's not about trying to figure out and journal everything out and, you know, everything out and every problem and every limiting belief that you have at this moment right now and try to fix everything because you'll be you'll be doing that forever it's it's about trusting the process because the process is the thing like you will always be in in the process of improving ideally right absolutely and that's um it's baby steps for every we we had talked about this in the first one it's like some things seem overwhelming. If you're, for example, where I was, I was I was alone, lonely, desperate. Uh, I would be in my apartment for t- like two weeks at a time and not talk to anybody. I mean, if, if anything had happened, nobody would know. And it, literally, I was like going, this is kind of pathetic. And and of course, I had the best view in, in L.A. You did. You had a fantastic view. So I'd open up the windows and go, ah, sunset, and start drinking. It was a rough time for a while there. But I knew it was going to get better. I knew there was something on the other side. Uh, and that's something I teach guys who are going through something bad. I said, look, it's it's awful. It sucks. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. You have to go through the tunnel. You can't go over the tunnel. You can't go around the tunnel. Sorry, you got to go through it. Because that is what strengthens you on the other side. Um, and having some help, having some support, that is important. Mm-hmm. to be able to help you do that. Um, and that can be in the support of, of friends. It can be in the support of some self-improvement books. It can be absolutely. in the proof of online mentors or having actual coaching or having actual like coaches that work with you one-on-one or therapists or acupuncturists, whatever. Yep. But getting support is so crucial. Yep. One of, one of my favorite, um, it's kind of a quote. I know it was um, The Rock uh, said it. He said, he, he said, I found himself with like $12 in his pocket and like homeless or something like that. He said, I got $12 in my pocket and homeless. I know one thing. That's what I have right now. The other thing I know is it is not going to be like this. Amen. And he just, he, and look at him now. You know, he's doing okay. He's I doing think. pretty darn good. Pretty darn I think, good. I think to circle back to your, your, your point on self-awareness, it's like you, what you said about you can't go around it. You can't go, you, you can't try to dig under it you have to know where your starting line is like for example when you're running a marathon like if you're driving around searching for the starting line you haven't yet even started you have there is light at the end of the tunnel you will reach that finish line but you got to get in the game first you got to know exactly where your starting line is what you're starting with and then go mile by mile by mile in your own race it's yeah. not about because when you're when you're ignoring where the starting line is, you can see the finish line, but it's not you're not going to be able to cross it. You're not going to get your medal because you haven't actually ran the race. You have to go through and run your own race. Well, you think about it this way for guys, um, it's there's a simple military tactic. The first step is where are you? What do you have? And you have to survey. You know what is everything in your vicinity? What I mean, you have to take assessment of everything. What do you have? Um, and then you have to say, where do we want to go? What is the goal? And if you don't know what the goal is, it's one of those things where you say, I, I did a broadcast on uh, uh, order the pizza you want from the universe. You have to know exactly what you want. So the universe is going to give you the best it can. But if you'd say, I want to go west. Okay. you know Where are you going to go? But I want to go to Phoenix and I want to go, so I want to go east to Phoenix. Then, oh, well here, I-10, straight shot, done. You know that. But if you don't know where you are, 
how do you get to where you're going to be? Because I know I'm in L.A., so the straight shot to Phoenix is I-10. But if I don't know, where am I? I'm going to go to Phoenix. You could be in Canada. You could be in Antarctica. It doesn't matter. So you have to get clear, uh, which is the first part, part, the first part of Clear, Connect, Close. Getting clear on where you are, what you have. For example, when I came out here, I did the same thing that you did. Um, I, I just said, I'm, I'm done, Lord. I don't know what to do. Here I am. What do I want to do with my life? And I said, I want to travel the world. I want to eat good food and I want to have fun for a while. And um, like literally like the next day, I was with Amanda. She goes, well, go to cons, go to anime conventions. I'm like, what? That's a thing? And she's like, you're kind of famous. Do you know this? I'm like, no. And then I found out, I was like, oh, I can go to cons. And I ended up for like at least, you know, three, four years, I was just traveling all over the world, just partying my butt off and having a ball, um, which is exactly what I wanted to do and what I needed to do mm-hmm. for me. And then it got kind of, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of done with that. And I'm still, you know, I still go, but but it's more on, on a different level now. It's more professional, more uh, marketing, et cetera. And, uh, but that allowed, when you came into my life, that allowed me to take you to places. And we've been traveling ever since. Yeah, yeah. we've been all over the world. So uh, we're going to continue to do that. But I wouldn't have known that had I not asked the question, Mm -hmm. what do I want to do? So guys, that's the first thing. I say, what do you want to do? What do you want? Period. Real simple. And what do we usually get? Everything that you don't want. I don't want a girl who's crazy. I don't want a girl who poops on my floor. That actually happened to a client of mine. Um, Not me. <laughs> I I don't I I don't want a uh, uh, a woman who doesn't cook. I don't want like you'll get a litany of everything that you don't want, and while that will give you some clarity, because then you just ha- but you have to look at okay, that's what I don't want. So then you just flip it. You just flip the script as to like, okay, what do you do want? Well, I'd like a girl who actually poops in a toilet. There you go. That's that's a way to put it in a positive. <laughs> that's a positive. Uh, way. It's right. a positive reframe. I'd yeah. like a girl who is of sound mind and of good heart we're rather really, than crazy. We're really spelling out a classy woman here. <laughs> this is Lurleen. Hey, she's pretty good. She poops on a toilet. Well, that's a plus. I find her to be amazing. Transfixing. <laughs> so you know. Um, but that and that's that's a great exercise. Um, that if you draw a line down I'm the center sorry, of a piece of paper, you said great exercise, and I immediately thought pooping on the floor. I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. As the mother of a toddler, I was cleaning up poop this morning, and yeah. then I had that with my client of him telling me about that. I was like, oh my goodness. Uh, so, yes, yeah. So squ- squatting is really good. Um, <laughs> so um, the I think. The exercise of drawing a line down uh, a paper and on one side, uh, this is what I don't want, this is what I do want, you can always do that. And then rip it in half, take the stuff that you don't want, and burn that side. Amen. Um, And then just focus on what you want because that's where your mind goes, that's where the universe goes, that's where Mm -hmm. everything goes. Yeah, what you focus on, you feed. So if you focus on what you don't want, you will attract exactly that into your life. Yeah. You will attract exactly that into your life. And I think that's, that's something that's so powerful for both dating and for business. Like I tell, I know you and I both have the same exercise for our clients um, for relationships Yeah, where you write a list, uh, you write your 50. I wrote my list of 50 when I was 15 years old. And surprisingly, I was a various, I was in a very astute, divinely inspired moment yeah. where I wrote 50 things of what I wanted in my ideal husband. And Spike hits 49 out of 50. The one that you missed is not really. A... What was it again? There were actually two. You hit forty. That I hit... wasn't a Backstreet Boy, or was it? No, was no, the, no. That thing. No, <laughs> no. There was one that it was. It was the one that um, there was there. There was another one that you missed. It was actually forty-eight out of fifty. Because okay. I, the fiftieth one, it had to get eliminated because it was no longer applicable for either you or me. Uh-huh. So. I just cut that one out. I think it was like never been married before. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you know, well so it was four. You had 48, 48 out of 49. Yeah. And the, the one that the, that you missed was I wanted to have a great relationship with my mother-in-law. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And she had and, passed away yeah. uh, prior to. So um, anyway, back on track. What do we uh, what else do we want to talk about here? 
circling back now. So the list of the list of 50 of what do you want in your ideal person, of your ideal partner that you want to attract into your life. The second thing is for business is having your list of 50. What are the 50 qualities that you want in your ideal client or in your ideal customer? And that's how everything affects everything and relationships. And that's what you speak on so well is the relationship and the parallels between dating and business. So I would love for you to go into that a bit. Okay. Well, it really comes down to there, there are sales techniques and there are dating techniques. Um, I don't really go into the techniques per se, as in this is a sales technique, this is how you use it in dating, et cetera, et cetera. It's really an overall confidence that you have. And if you are in sales, let's say some of your greatest salespeople, they just have a way about them. And they just, they're naturals. They can't teach you how to do it sometimes. But there are teachers that can teach you how to do it. Like, um, let's say, for example, uh, Neil Strauss in the game, the pickup and all that, which food game is not about pickup, by the way. But he could go into a, a bar and, and pick up just about any woman. And there are guys who do that regularly. And it's phenomenal what they can do. But it, it, it's a skill. It's a learned skill. But taking that one step further, it's like, well, when does that become inner confidence that you are automatically attracting? You're not going and doing things to, you just are. And people are magnetized to you. That's the key in business and in relationships. It's somebody, it's the no like trust factor that somebody can see if you're like, you'll see some of the, the pickup guys and you're like, that's a skeevy cat. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows, like that guy's kind of there's something about him, but he can he can maybe get some women to attracted to him. But there's something you're kind of like uh, I, I don't really. It doesn't come off. It doesn't resonate as well. Authentic, yeah. Either, but you have a guy who's fully into who he is, like a, a very strong man who walks into a room. Women sense that immediately. How many seconds, honey? One to three. One to three seconds. And we're fast, ladies. Yeah. Like you know. We're we're quite fast. We can do it with our eyes. Guys do it with their whole head. Yeah, most gotta, often. I have I have a I have a chapter on that guy too. It's like when a when a woman walk when a guy walks into a bar, women can glance real quick, boop boop, and they'll see. And and, like, and we make a judgment immediately. Immediately, like, are we safe or are we not? Yeah, and that's is that man who does that man have a chance with me? Is it like wow, I want to know more about that guy? Mm-hmm. And then then it goes from there. But if the man walks into the room and those three seconds, she's like, nope, not a chance. It's they're not even interested. Um, and I think with women, when a woman comes in the room, guys sense you know boobs, guys sense the hair, the legs, the whatever it is, and their their whole head just kind of goes. It's a Scooby move. And it's just bizarre. Watch this. Guys, ladies, if you don't believe me, go next time you're at a restaurant, just wait. Watch when a good-looking woman walks in the room. Look at all the guys at the tables, and you watch. You'll see it. You're like, oh, my God, how did I not recognize this before? Even the ones that are on dates. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. And I'm like, so I learned how not to do that because that takes away from your power, gentlemen. If a woman walks by you and you're like, oh, my God, you become a subservient toady. It's like, oh, I'll do anything for this princess. And, and it's like, that's not attractive to her. If, you, if you're attracted to that woman, she is now not attracted to you because she can see that out of her peripheral vision. And she registers that. She goes, ah, I got him. Mm-hmm. You're no longer interesting. Mm. I think that's that's super powerful. And I think one of the things that... I loved about your book was that you brought up the topic of, you know, we've been talking a lot about becoming the man and having that man, uh, of becoming the man who is able to attract a woman to their house on the first date. Now, one of the things that I loved that you said in the book is, is I forget what you said for men, but women are worried about death. Like we're worried about going to a man's house. It's, it's, we don't want, we are worried for our safety. Yeah. And so as a man, how does a man who is good-hearted, well-intentioned mm-hmm. address that? Well, here's here's what I said in the book. I said men fear rejection. And when a man is rejected by a woman, it activates the same uh places in the brain as actual physical pain. So if a guy walks up to a woman in a bar and she tells him to go back off, then it's like that hurts. 
that actually physically hurts a man, not to mention hurts his pride and everything else, unless he's trained and gets it and he's like, oh, I know the game, no big deal. Um, so if, if a woman comes over to his house, he fears rejection if it doesn't go well. When a woman comes over to your house where you're wielding a large cutting instrument and I eat cooking for I, your date. Cooking for your date. You've got a knife. You've got fire. You've got, and she's alone with you. That is an incredible amount of trust that she has put in you. So, number one, feel immensely honored, gentlemen. That's a fantastic place to be. Um, but she fears death, and if not that, she fears pregnancy. If something goes bad, I mean, there, there's a lot rape. There is a whole lot of bad that can happen. So, you And I think one to... of the great things also about your book is that you address a big topic that's a hot spot of conversation is that no means no. No means no. And I, I say it in more humorous. I didn't say this in the book exactly, but I, it's grown out. It's like uh, no means uh, no means no, pants on, hands up, lights on, door open. It's like it's like time. Okay, <laughs> all right. What's up? What's happening? Which is really interesting because um, I had a podcast uh, with a woman who was Italian, and she said, uh, "Oh no, when I say no, it means to take me." <laughs> and I'm like, uh, "What?" <laughs> and she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We, when uh, we say a no, we mean ah oh, yes, it's time. Take me." <laughs> I'm like, "That doesn't fly here." She goes, "Oh no, I know because she <laughs> married an American." And she said, "No," and he went, "Oh, okay. I'm stopped. What?" And she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> so I think that's, that's an interesting cultural difference mm -hmm. that that is just that's just fascinating to me. Yeah, it really is. And uh, so I, I found that interesting. Uh, but that's that's something that uh, when we say a woman will come over to your apartment, you have to not only be like that guy who's confident, strong and funny and, and talented and all of that. She has to feel safe with you. Because she will get the safety call 15, 20 minutes in, she'll get a phone call. And on that phone call, it'll say, you know, are you okay? Is this person okay? And if she looks down at her phone and says, boop, 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 and doesn't say anything, you can look at her and you go, safety call? <laughs> and she'll go, mm-hmm. You go, how am I doing? And she'll be like, good. You're good. Continue. That means things are going very well. If she gets the safety call, and, oh my God, my cat's on fire and runs out of the door, then you didn't do too well. Or if you say safety call after and you smile creepily, then she's probably... <laughs> Is that your safety call? <laughs> then, oh, boy. <laughs> then then she'll be out the door in five seconds. So I think one of the things that I would love to touch on is your fantastic cookie analogy. Oh, the cookie. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um so the cookie analogy is um, you are not her flavor of cookie. So gentlemen, here's the, the cookie analogy. Let's say you are, what did we say last time, snickerdoodle? Uh, let's say you're a snickerdoodle. Okay, you're a snickerdoodle. That's yummy, yummy cookie. Uh, but she likes double chocolate chunk chips with macadamia and raisins. So that's not you. She wants to take a bite of that other cookie. That's not you. You're a snickerdoodle. So what most guys do is they try to buff up and try to become this double chocolate chunk macadamia, all that kind of stuff, so that she'll take a bite out of it. The problem with that is those aren't your actual ingredients, and she will find that out. Because once she picks up the cookie to bite it, all the other ingredients fall off, and you're just a snickerdoodle. Uh, and that, that causes problems. Find somebody who wants a snickerdoodle. Yeah. And you're the best snickerdoodle for her. That's great. Or... You gradually, with Kaizen, constant never-ending improvement, you add other ingredients to you. If she wants these big chocolate chunks, well, find out what those chocolate chunks are. And Maybe not that's necessarily adventure. doing it for her, no, but for doing you. it for you to enhance yourself. I yeah, mean, don't ever do something for somebody else to get their approval. Do it for you because you want to do it. It's like, wow, I would really like to be that adventurous guy who climbs mountains. Okay, go take a course, a class to learn how to do that. Then go climb a small mountain, then go climb a bigger mountain, and get to be, you become that guy, that quote-unquote cookie. You have that new ingredient that you're adding to your quiver, I guess you could say, for you know, an arrow in your quiver. You've got more ingredients. You become a different type of cookie. Mm -hmm. And I can definitely speak to your own transformation because, I mean, while I didn't know you in your first marriage, but like the way you dressed, the way you showed up, what is very different than how you dress and show up today. 
like and and especially how you present yourself it's yeah. it's in a totally different way you chose to design and create this spike spencer that you are today yeah. uh, similarly how i have designed and created the Kimberly Spencer that I am today. Well, and this is who we are authentically. Mm-hmm. This is who we want to be. It's an enhancement of of your soul desire as yourself. One of the and quite, where you want to go and where you want to go. Like one of the top questions I ask my clients is, "Who did you want to be when you were about five six years old?" And or what did you want to do? And They'll give all sorts of different answers. And then what we do is we bridge the gap between where they are now because that that five or six-year-old perception that you had of yourself, that's your authentic self because that's before it was tainted with other people's perceptions of what's possible and what's not. And like for me, I was bossy. <laughs> I was... I know Spike is going, no. <laughs> I was, I was, say it ain't so. I was the director. I was the producer. I would create plays for my, my neighborhood. And I would be, of course, the star. And I would costume it and I would design it. And I would be selling products at it. And so, and so in the past, and the, the stories would all be about princesses. So I wanted to be a princess. I wanted to be the director. Me I wanted too. To, no way. No, no. <laughs> but what I found was the more you tap in to that, who you wanted to be as a child, before other people's paradigms and limiting beliefs and plagiarized beliefs that you adopted as your own came on to you, that is the most authentic version. And then you, in some way, enhance that as who you are as your future self and as who you are becoming, if that makes sense. Yeah. A lot of the learning, a lot of the teachings that I give, it, it's it's really unlearning other things, you know, because um, I, I trained in all the pickup and all the, the, all, I tried so many different methods. Some of them worked and aspects of all of them work. And that's, I fused it into my own thing to where it's like, it's simplicity. Um, and I'll tell you guys, I, I've told this before, it's the best pickup line in the world. I have it. And it's real simple. Hi, my name is, and then say your name. Easiest, best pickup line. What did I say to you? Hi, my name's Spike. There you go. Now, how I did it, that's the point. And that's the practice. And that's the practice. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. So when you say, hi, I'm Spike Spencer, if you do that, they're going to freak out because you're not Spike Spencer. But you say your name and you say it with confidence. It's like, it's simply a fact. And how are you? And you just show, wow, you just show up. (laughs) Sorry, I've got a a fake tooth here and I get some whistling going every now and then. (laughs) Shakes. So... Um, but it's how you show up and you just say that's who you are and it resonates. Your heart resonates with who you are. When you make a statement that you don't believe, your heart does not resonate with that and it comes out as false. And women read that confidence on you. If you say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm rich and you're not rich, then it's not going to resonate and they're not going to buy that for a second. But you say, I am damn good in relationships. They're going to be like, oh. He is damn good in relationships because he understands it and he believes that. It's the frequency. If you want to get woo, it's the frequency. It's the vibration, which science is actually catching up and, and saying, you know what? It's true. It really is the frequency with how you're operating. It's it's matching your... It's becoming a vibrational match. Like I, I tell the story that um, Spike and I, I'm sure have met in the past or have been in the same room in the past in some way because we were traveling in so many of the same circles for five years when he first got out here and when I was in in acting and pursuing uh, screenwriting and production and all of that. I know that we have crossed paths at some point, but we were not a vibrational match for each other because we were both in very destructive places. I mean, for me back in my late teens, early 20s and for you when you first moved out here, which is yeah, you're a bit older. I was a bit older. <laughs> now I'm even older. Wow. I think you're handsome, though. Why, oh, thank you. But I think that's that's the key is is it's shifting it. And yes, that's the whole purpose. behind. That's the whole thing with manifesting is you do have to step into that that person that you want to be. So you might not be confident right now. You might be struggling with confidence right now. And you might not be able to say and have it resonate as truthful in your heart that you are a confident human being. But you can say... I am on the road to becoming a confident human being. I am I am stepping into becoming a confident human being. And if you aren't yet there yet either, 
I am willing to believe that I am going to be confident. Yeah. I am willing to believe. Take it back. Dial it back to as far as as you you need it to go to where you feel on an energetic level you feel it resonate with your heart that you can get behind that belief because then you can build that belief back up like i never thought i never ever thought i'm a marathon runner like had you told me that when i was 17 years old i would have thought you you were crazy because i could not run a mile to save my life i've now run five marathons i was i've now run five miles <laughs> i've now run five marathons but i had to dial it back to what i could believe i was like well i am i can run one mile i can run two miles i am now running regularly i am now a runner I now run marathons. There you go. And it's it's about dialing it back to something that you can believe and get behind. Yeah. As long as it feels in your heart, it resonates as true. And that is authentic. And I'm, I'm the first person to say, I, I am not confident in certain areas of my life. I work on that. I am constantly a student. I'm always going to be. I hope I'm always that way. Because I, once you say, oh, I'm confident in everything I do, well, that's boring. You know, it's like, hey, there's some challenges. You know, I'll find another challenge. Um, I'm very confident in in certain things, and there's no wavering on that. So that resonates fully from my heart, my soul, my brain. Everything is is aligned. And when those things align, you feel really good. And in the dating world, this is what I, I found. Um, even whether I had good, bad times or, or, or you know, good relationships, bad relationships, didn't matter, really matter. I knew that I was on the path. And one day it clicked with me and I'm like going, whoa, I get it. Mm. I'm there. And at that moment, it just kind of resonated with me. Now, did it work with every person? No, but I knew no matter what, whether I did well or, or not, I knew it because I'd look at that and go, oh, okay, it didn't devastate me. I'd say that didn't work. Okay, why didn't it work? What do I need to fix? What do I need to change? How do, who do I need to become to be at that level? That's how you look at it instead of going, I'm crushed. Well, and I think that you you touched on a fantastic point of the questions that you asked yourself. Like your life will be measured by the quality of your questions. And a lot of times when we're not in a space of confidence and we're not, when there is an area in our life where we are still feeling shame or guilt or anger or fear around, and it makes us, it, it hampers our confidence in some way. A lot of times we can dwell on it in a negative space like well why why is that why is that happening to me why this why that and that's the wrong question like if you go why is it, almost always the why wrong is question. almost always the wrong question like if you why will always give you reasons which translate as excuses which translate as limiting beliefs what and how will propel you forward the questions of what and how are so powerful like if you listen to what spike just said he said what do i have to do to become that person how do i have to shift why did that not work? Like that's that's yeah. an appropriate one of why did that not work? Like yeah. okay, well, what can I do differently since that didn't? How work? can I make it work? How can or I make it work? How did the people who have done this before me and had success? How did they do it? Mm -hmm. Study. There's there's I mean books are so hugely powerful, uh, and you know if you want you say I have a mentor. We have actual coaches that we've paid money and we've trained with, but you have unlimited coaches in books. And if you read the books and apply, that's the big thing. Knowledge is nothing without action. Amen. Nothing without action. If people can read my book, they can get the recipes. There's only like 10. Very, very simple. I keep it easy. Learn how to cook these recipes for dates. And then I have a full technique on how to, how to invite and all of that. But if you don't actually invite anybody, nothing's going to happen. And that's when people say, well, that doesn't work. Food game doesn't work. Oh, really? What did you do? Well, I cooked a chicken. Mm -hmm. Did you invite a woman over? No. Probably should have done that and then see what <laughs> happens. So it's like it, it, it really is applying knowledge that is power. Applied knowledge is power. Knowledge is not power. Yeah. Knowledge is not power unless it is applied. Knowledge is knowledge. Knowledge is just knowledge. Knowledge, and it can be just useless. It When it's not applied, it becomes useless information. It's like a lot of the information that we learn in school is not applied. Yeah. Like, I don't apply the studies of fish that I did in 10th grade biology in my daily life. And Algebra, geometry, very seldom do I do anything with those. And it's it's that knowledge 
was not the knowledge that has propelled me forward. The knowledge of how to write that that was yeah English, that was powerful. That, that the knowledge of how to I speak it some add and do numbers and that numbers helped, are good. Know, numbers sure, are good. Sure. I like dollar signs and plus signs. Like those. Big big fan. Big ones. Decimal points. <laughs> big and, fan. You know, lots like, of commas. Lots of commas. Oh, yeah. I love lots lot of, of commas. commas. Lots oh, of commas. commas. Oh yeah. Commas, Comma, are good. commas with a dollar sign. Mm. Oof. Comma sutra. Hey. hey. <laughs> so, Spikey, to wrap it up, because I have this has probably been one of my most fun interviews Yay. ever, most hot interviews ever, and not from it just is getting like, steamy. It here. is getting quite steamy in here, just because we're in a very small confined space with, with lots pat- of <laughs> lots of foam lots and padding. <laughs> ah. But tell us where we can find you and where we can get your book. And how we can follow you and all the things. Because this man is phenomenal and he is only getting started. Yeah. Uh, Well, Food Game is available right now on Amazon. So now is the time. Go to Amazon, look up Food Game, and grab your copy. Then you can find me at spikespencer.com. You can find me at don'tkillyourdate.com. Revamping, um, redoing those websites as we speak uh, to be more, um, but to put Food Game in there. Um, So we're updating all that. Uh, YouTube channel, just look up Spike Spencer. I'm starting to uh, put videos on there. I have a lot of videos. You have a lot of videos. But I'm, I'm... Taking more time to really to really upload all the videos, lots and lots of tips uh, for relationship sales dynamics and dating and, and business, etc. Uh, on uh, Facebook, I've got fan pages. I've got Spike Spencer fan page. I've got Don't Kill Your Date fan page on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, Spike Spencer, Instagram. Some people are on it right now. Um, you know, Spike Spencer. Look me up. I'm around. You'll find me. Thank you so much for listening. And if you love this episode, please take a screenshot of it and tag us on Instagram at crownyourselfnow and at spike.spencer so that we can hear what your top takeaways are and support you in your growth to enhance your own relationships and spice it up. So be sure to, and if you love this episode, be sure to leave a review. I greatly appreciate every single one of them. They help me tailor the content to exactly what your needs are and to what you need to hear to propel you forward in your life and take the knowledge that you learn here and apply it into your life like yesterday. So thank you so much for listening. As always, own your throne, mind your business and make it rain. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and share your breakthroughs and ahas with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the magic flowing your way. And if you aren't already following us on social media, come experience the extra inspiration and queenly convos on Instagram at crownyourselfnow or visit our website at crownyourself.com. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules.